little late there, James. Hey guys, today we're drinking a uh, Ben Everson. <laughs> so, um, because we have such a large, diverse listening on this podcast, a uh, representative from Miller Coors was actually listening to our last episode a couple weeks ago, and he uh, he contacted me at uh, nickrawling at yahoo.com. And he actually uh, said that he liked her idea about uh, Ben Everson so much that uh, Miller Coors would start canning and distributing Ben Eversons. So uh, that's what we're drinking today. We're drinking a Ben Everson, all four of us. Cheers. You can uh, pick one up at your local come and go. <sighs> also, um, we, are, we are missing a usual member of the podcast. Um, he sadly, uh, the Coors guy... Ran into some issues on the supply chain about, you know, supplying the uh, the Ben Eversons. Um, so that's why Jake's not here. He's a little he's a little tuckered out after all the hard work he put in last week. Um, but we really appreciate all the effort he's uh, put into these drinks. So, Yeah, that's it's really good, Jake. Great work. What have you been eating? Have you been eating a lot of pineapple? Just let us let us know next week, I guess. Um, but for now, whoa, 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 welcome, ladies and gentlemen, and everybody else. To Soda Talk, this podcast is presented to you, our dear listener, by the Almanac section of the Daily Cardinal, UW-Madison's longest-running independent student newspaper. I, Nick Rawling, am one of your four co-hosts and a co-editor of the Daily Cardinal's Almanac section, the section for satire, humor, and creative writing. Next to me is the other co-editor of the Almanac section, Jillian Rawling, a little sister. I am joined, as always, by Ben Everson, also a uh, computer science, no, computer engineering major, there we go, um, and Yang Gang representative, and filling in for Jake because he is so tired from furious masturbation, is my roommate, James Ma. How's it going? So, yeah. I. Why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself, James Ma? Yeah, I'm James. Nice to meet everyone. Um, I'm from Taiwan, and I live with these guys. I met them. I met Ben freshman year in the dorms, and I met Nick sophomore year, and then we decided to move in together. So I'm very excited to be here and be part of this amazing podcast. Very cool. Yeah, everyone is listening right now. So no pressure or anything. And, like, I've everyone says that Jake is, like, their favorite person on the podcast, too. So oh, that like, sucks. Really? Sorry. Pretty pretty big shoes. Who said that? Pretty big shoes to fill is all. Is. <laughs> What's up, Jillian? You don't think he is? <laughs> I hope you're not listening to Jake. <laughs> yeah, Jake said some pretty rude things about you a couple weeks ago. So. Anyway. Uh... <laughs> no, yeah. So uh, the structure of this podcast will remain the same despite our um, our missing comrade. Uh, we'll start with boring, unimportant stuff first, and then ramp up into more stimulating topics. Um, I think we have a Trisha Paytas update this week, so you've got that to look forward to. But you do have to um, trudge through the sludge first. Um, since the action project for the Daily Cardinal this week is income inequality, we are going to start by talking about income inequality. And since that seems too nonspecific to have, like, a substantive discussion about, I pulled up an article from the Washington Post. Headline, White House prepares massive infrastructure bill with universal pre-K, free community college, climate measures by Jeff Stein and Tyler Pager. I'll just go ahead and read the first couple paragraphs of this to give you an idea of what I'm talking about. White House officials are preparing to present Joe Biden with a roughly $3 trillion infrastructure and jobs package that includes high-profile domestic policy priorities such as free community college and universal kindergarten, according to three people familiar with internal discussions. Those three people, by the way, are Ben Everson, myself, and Jillian Rowling. Um, now, after completing the $1.9 trillion coronavirus relief package this month, Biden administration officials are piecing together in the next major legislative priority. Although no, no final announcement has been made, the White House is expected to push a multi-trillion jobs and infrastructure plan as the centerpiece of the president's Build Back Better agenda. 
That effort is expected to be broken into two parts, one focused on infrastructure and the other focused on other domestic priorities such as growing the newly expanded child tax credit for several years. The people who spoke on the condition of anonymity to describe private conversations stressed that planning was preliminary and subject to change. Some aides said that the package's final price tag remains unclear. So, yeah. What was that? Building back to better? Is that something? Building back better. Building back better. Not building back to normal? Build back better. So, yeah. Sounds very promising. What is uh, the free community college, I think, at least for me, is the part that stands out the most, I guess, because it's probably the most relatable for someone of our age. But yes. what, um, <clears throat> do you know any details about, like, what defines community college, like public two-year or? Yeah, I'm assuming it wouldn't cover, like, private well, institutions. If there's any private community colleges out there, I'm, I'm assuming it's, like, uh, I'm sure all our listeners are, all our listeners in Madison are familiar with MATC. That's what comes to mind for me anyways. Uh, so that kind of thing you would no longer have to pay tuition for, which seems like actually a pretty big deal. Like Joe Biden is far from being a revolutionary and I, I think is for the most part in the pocket of big business in Wall Street, but like... You know, it's at least something. It's better than we would have gotten with the alternative. So you take your dubs when you can get them, I guess. Absolutely. And, like, universal pre-K, too. That's the one that stands out for me because, like, <clears throat> that's a somewhat expensive, like, thing. I mean, $3 trillion on its own. Like, look at that price tag. That's a lot of spending to, like, try to stimulate the economy, create jobs, like, improve infrastructure and stuff. So, like, if they can get anything... um like resembling that uh magnitude like that's that's pretty impressive and honestly way more than i ever would have expected from a joe biden administration that um something that i kind of was taken by surprise by too was that uh at least back in marinette where i'm from we had like free public pre-k for the like school district offered that so i wasn't aware that that wasn't even like common that was just which is also very odd considering that yeah maybe uh, it's a national thing yeah like free universal pre-k for like everyone you know i guess the part that really stands out <laughs> can i re-roll is, <laughs> is it retroactive yeah totally <laughs> yeah i guess the part that really stands out to me is the climate initiative and like putting more money into developing clean energy and i was kind of wondering if you if you know how that kind of ties in with like infrastructure things that he was talking about like is building infrastructure like is that part of the plan or or just something to like as a road to get to clean energy yeah nick don't you know don't you know all this nick uh, uh, <laughs> uh, no so i actually literally just pulled this up before we okay. started recording uh so i know basically nothing but i think uh climate and income inequality definitely are tied together yeah um, for sure like one thing that's really interesting is this uh texas storm that like killed a bunch of people a bunch of people like died of hypothermia and shit because of a polar vortex that was caused by a destabilization of the um polar jet stream right. down in texas like that energy crisis would not have happened had the infrastructure been like built correctly like to code basically uh the reason that people lost their power is because the power plants were not winterized because texas has a very privatized um energy infrastructure so it was not really profitable for them to uh winterize their grids and um, what do you know, there's a big winter storm, shit's not winterized, people lose their power and they die. Um, so if we like... And who are the first people to go? And it's always the poor people that go. E exactly my point. Yeah, that was also kind of disgusting. Like, while that was happening, people were saying like, oh, like, leave them to die. Like, they voted for this. Like, the people that died from that either did not vote or, like, 
did not have another... Like, neither of their options were going to make them any less poor. It doesn't fucking matter. They died because they were poor, not because they lived in a red state. And just, like, the people that are always going to be affected by the climate crisis first are people with low income because they always bear the brunt of disasters the worst. Like, you can see this in, like, every hurricane, especially Hurricane Maria in Puerto Rico. Like... Mm -hmm any natural disaster they're like, the first to lose power they're the first to lose their jobs they're the first to not be able to leave in the case of a natural disaster i mean yeah so like the climate crisis is definitely um made worse by the fact that like five people have all of our society's wealth right correct that was the other part of joe biden's administration which i found uh or part of his administration's plan i should say um, was a, a reconstruction policy that was going to give uh, a certain percentage um, of wealth back to black farmers, um, which I think is going to be substantial in helping not only income inequality, but also uh, racial inequality. Yeah, that sounded cool. And, uh, you know, you hear $3 trillion and you're like, great. And if you're a giant moron and a uh, very cruel person, you say, well, how do you pay for that? Um, well, here's how you pay for it. You pay for it the same way that you pay for fucking everything else, the same way you pay for us to drop bombs on the Middle East 24-7, uh, with taxes. Uh, so Joe Biden is going to have to increase taxes on our wealthiest earners in order to pay for this. Um, so maybe we can uh, get a little wealth distribution out of the deal as well. That would be really sexy. Speaking of uh, income equality and wealth redistribution, did you did you see? Um, I saw this clip online somewhere, and it was about a former, uh, I believe he was the governor of Minnesota slash professional wrestler Jesse Ventura. Okay. Talking about um, he was putting he was putting the idea forward. Uh, I think he was like the quote was him going, uh, "Everybody's always talking about a minimum wage, a minimum wage, a minimum wage." But I say we put in a maximum wage yep. uh, where you make, if you can't make more, if you make more, if you can't live off of $12 million a year, quote him, we should, maybe we should bring back capital punishment. <laughs> <laughs> I 100% agree with all of that. I think $12 million might be a little bit too high of a figure if we're being honest too. But no, that was that was beautifully said by Jesse. I wonder if you could even uh, put that clip in here. I probably could. Listen to it now. You know, they don't even need to use deodorant because none of them ever sweat, I doubt it, at work. There should not be a billionaire, and I'm going on record to state this. Everybody talks about a minimum wage, a minimum wage, a minimum wage. I say it's time for a maximum wage. How about 12 million a year, a million a month? If you can't live on $12 million a year, $1 million a month, Maybe we should bring back capital punishment. Well, they already have, haven't they? Yeah, no. Ma maximum wage seems like a great idea. It's definitely not really... Um, it doesn't seem totally feasible because, like, people who make absurd amounts of money don't really, like, Not do only it people who make absurd amounts income. of money protest that, but also people who don't, and... Uh, believe that upward mobility still exists in the United States. Spoiler alert, uh, you're not going to be a billionaire. Yeah, that's the you're other thing. is like not. $12 million like, is a lot of money, but still, like... Yeah, it's like... It's, yeah. it's crumbs compared to what like the top 0.01% like actually possesses. Yeah, I guess my question is how they're going to enforce it. Because I don't think it's feasible to enforce a maximum wage, if we're being honest. Oh, yeah. Oh, there's so many agree. loopholes in our tax system. And, like, people get around. Like, like we've tried the wealth tax. Like, many countries have tried the wealth tax. And, like, people just, you know, leave the country. And, I mean, the founder of Ikea, I heard, um, I think he left Sweden for Switzerland for 40 years because his home country was applying the taxes business. So, like, there's just so many different ways people can get around that so i don't know how feasible it is yeah 
I mean, you could bring back capital punishment. That would be one way to do it. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, by bring back, um, I yeah, should... I that's should another say- thing he says. He says right after he says that, he said, we should bring back capital punishment. Well, I guess they already have. Like, that's yeah, part of the quote. Yeah. No, I think I read this morning that a Supreme Court judge was considering um, reinstating Alexander Sarnayev, the Boston Marathon bombers. Yes, I saw that as well. Wait, wait, what? Reinstating him? What does that mean? Like, so he had a death sentence, and then it got vacated, or... They he, changed the decision, I'm pretty sure. I, I don't know the details of the case, really, but he wasn't going to die anymore, but now maybe they're going to kill him again? I, there's been a lot of backlash from the families of the victims, uh, considering the decision to not give him the death penalty, but there's also been a lot of people who were family of the victims who don't want him, it's it's kind of just a... Well, the really mess. cool thing about the death penalty is, like, if you give death Alexander Sarnayev, then he actually gives you back the victims of the bombing. Like, they come back to life as a result. They must be buried in right. Resurrection Cemetery. <laughs> yeah, just down the road. <laughs> and uh, all is right in the world once you uh, have the state put a needle in someone's arm and make them stop breathing. That's crazy. That was almost... That was in 2012, wasn't it? 2012 or 2014. It was definitely an even year. So I'm going to call it that. I think it was 2014. I feel like it was earlier than that. Maybe it was 2012. 2013. Oh, 2013. Fuck me. So right in between. All right. Well, it was I was a year. ripe 12 years old. I was 13. That's Damn. wild that 2013 was like eight years yeah, ago. Yeah, I know. That's fucking nuts. Uh, what was the... Uh, most... I think it makes it harder uh, on the victims as well uh, that this process has just been so ongoing. Yeah, they get constantly reminded by uh, Washington Post notifications about the douchebag that uh, blew up their family member or whatever. <laughs> Douchebag that pulled up their family. That guy's a that guy's a real tool. He's he's not a swell guy, that's for sure. He's not a good person, that's for sure. <laughs> I I don't like him. That's my opinion. Did he ever like release like uh why he did it? Like is he do we know? Or is he just wanted to blow up the <laughs> Wasn't he a member of like the like some Russian terrorist organization. Was he? What's coming to mind is the Black Hand, but I know that that's not right because that's the that's... guy that shot uh, Franz Ferdinand. And they were Serbian. They were Serbian? The Black Hand. Oh, okay. I think these guys came from... Um... Chechnya. Yes, Chechnya. Chechnya, thank you. Yeah, what was the motive? Oh, yeah, no, 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 because Chechnya is... Uh, has like a huge separatist movement, right? Yeah. Or, but yeah. like, what does being separate from Russia have to do with the Boston Marathon? Or America in general. According to FBI interrogators, uh, they were motivated by Islamic beliefs, but were not connected to any known terrorist groups. Okay, yeah, that's what I thought. Okay. So lone wolf. They learned how to build explosive weapons from an online magazine published by Al-Qaeda. Well, yeah. I heard the bombs were, like, really advanced. They had, like, spikes, like, in the bombs. So that when they blew up, they would cause just maximum damage. Like, yeah, these guys weren't playing around. I guess the only proper recourse is just to um, drop Predator missiles on every majority Islamic country in the world from now until the end of time, right? Yeah, yeah for sure. Sounds good to me. Yeah. All right, glad we agree. Um, that's perfect segue to our next uh, topic of oh yeah no we're, activism. Our next topic is not uh, anti-Islamic hate. It is anti-Asian hate. If you are not living under a rock, you have most certainly heard about the uh, mass shooting that took place about a week ago, um, and some twenty-one-year-old incel with a mullet went into a couple spa parlors and uh, shot and killed eight people. Eight people. Six Six of which were Asian women. There you go. There have been multiple accounts. Uh, 
Some blame it on a bad day. Some blame it on a <laughs> some blame it on a porn addiction. Uh, Did you guys some see blame that? it on the fact that he was able to legally obtain a gun while dealing with both of those? <laughs> yeah, no, the um the fucking one of the police officers like assigned to the case or somehow related to the case said uh, that the guy was having a bad day. Yeah, no, that was the county sheriff. He's like... That was the county sheriff. Jesus Christ. Well, I mean, I hope it wasn't a good day. <laughs> <That's> what... <laughs> Who among us dun, has not dun, had dun, a bad dun, day dun, 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 dun. and uh, committed Damn. a hate crime? Like, come on, guys. Yeah, that's a pretty natural thing to do when you're having a bad way, bad day, I would say. <laughs> oh, my God. No, my first thought when I read that was like, how in the fuck did they put this asshole in charge of, like, talking to the press? Yeah. And then I hear it's the fucking county sheriff. And I guess that's probably, like, how a disproportionate number of cops probably feel about the hate crimes that they investigate. So, that, that sucks. Yeah. For the entire... Like, he said that during, like, the like a news conference when people were asking about like latest developments and whatnot and like his entire like attitude was just like completely sympathetic to like the perpetrator you know he's like you know i so i took this guy you know sat him sat him down and asked him a couple questions and you know he told me he was not having he was having a bad day and uh he's uh I, i don't know if he said it wasn't racially motivated and you know i think he took responsibility so like like that was very illuminating Because, like, if a black guy did it, you know, it wouldn't be him taking responsibility. It would be him confessing. Or him getting shot, like, eight times in the back. Right, right, right. Because they confused his iPhone for a Glock. I wonder, though, like, if you were that, like, police officer who arrests someone or, like, questions them after that. That must be just a really bizarre experience. (laughs) That would be surreal. I was about to ask if you guys had ever talked to... (laughs) I've never done that. But, like, have you ever talked to, like, a sociopathic or, like, severely mentally ill person? Because I can't say that I have. But, like, one has to assume that this guy was totally Looney Tunes. Like, was not playing with a full deck, right? No, what do you mean? He just had a bad day. Oh. No, I feel like we we definitely need to uh, suss that out a little bit more. Um, I feel like the fetish... Fetish... Ooh, that's a word. Fetishization, there we go, of Asian people... Uh, is a somewhat uh, contemporary phenomena. Like, I don't remember when I was a little kid, like, seeing people with, like, that were, like, had it hot for Asian people, at least to the same extent that I do today. But maybe that's just because I was a little kid. I, like, is is that, like, a new thing? I feel like it's I somewhat... mean, I feel like that dates back to, like, the, like... Be, begin phenomenon. yeah like be, the beginnings of like even western civilization or like yeah the quote-unquote orient was okay. like a different world it does seem like there's almost a new uh spin-off of it though with like weeaboo culture well, it's just weeaboo like online culture is a new thing right I mean, it's not new, but it's at it's to, to the form, to the extent like, that it exists now. It's new. It, it's like never been as mainstream as it is. Okay, okay, that's yeah. kind of what I was trying to get at. What do we What do we think about that? Does anyone have any thoughts? It's uh not good. That seems bad. <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure what we really do about it, or really like what we do about any of this. Like, it seems. It's so hard for me to get, like, emotionally invested in stories like this because it seems like it happens, like, every other week. And, like, it always seems like a week or two later, everyone just forgets about it. Like, our collective memory is so awful. Yeah. And, like, the press cycle is so fast Mm -hmm. and short. I think one thing I've definitely taken away from this was there is a shocking amount of people who don't realize that a lot of Asian hatred these days is coming from COVID. Oh my god, oh, yeah. yeah. that was... No, the Asian hate crimes have been going up, at least in Canada. I would have to assume in the United States, like... No, it's been going up incredibly, like... Yeah. 
you know, I've read like a hundred fifty percent increase or something like that since like the pandemic. Yeah, because our leaders and our press have insisted that somehow it's China's fault that we can't like properly respond to a pandemic like every other fucking country did. Yeah. So yeah, it's a bummer to see it uh that be a part of it for sure. And then also have such a large amount of people not realize that's also a part of it. Anybody else want another soda? I'll have another soda. No, and then uh, I guess like a, a branch off of uh, this topic would be uh, internet activism, which we did allude to earlier. I was talking to Jillian earlier this week and she reminded me of something that was stored <laughs> back in the recesses of my brain. Um, do, you, do you guys remember uh, Coney 2012, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. I feel like Coney 2012 was the genesis of something totally new in our political culture. Um, and it, like, this online activism that's, like, performative. I don't know if that's the best word for it, but it seems very performative. And, like, a oh, lot of people have been doing that shit ever since this happened last week. Uh, and I want I want to know what our thoughts on that are. I mean, yeah, it's, it's very hard to discern, like, genuine like, well-meaning activism from just, like, performative bullshit. Oh, yeah, no. Like, I don't blame people that, like, do this and, like, see a tragedy and their first instinct is to, like, post about it. Because, like, what else... talk about it. Like, I don't think there's any harm whatsoever. Like, what else are we going to fucking do about it? Like, our our politicians aren't going to fix it. Like, our press isn't going to stop blaming China for the coronavirus. Like, our politicians aren't going to make it so that every schizophrenic douchebag can have a gun. Like... You know, there nothing's going to change because of this. Nobody's going to remember this even, like, a week or two from now. Just, like, every other time this happens. Well, so yeah. it's just, like, what like I what mean, else is there to do about that's it the other thing, than I guess, fucking post? But, like, even, like, all the posting makes it easier to even, like, desensitize what's going on. Because it's, like, the same thing. Like, if you, like, we're hearing about it all the time. This happens all the time. People are posting about it all the time. Which is, like, yes probably a genuine like honest reaction to what's going on but like yeah i think as a society it's pretty desensitizing i never thought about it like that but i think that's a really good point like i think seeing like that over and over kind of makes you want to not care less but like it just it makes you want to completely like turn away from everything going on especially when you feel like you can't really do anything yeah i mean i guess it's the motive that really matters like if you're sincerely posting stuff on social media with the intent of like spreading awareness, and I don't I don't think there's anything necessarily bad with that, bad about that, but if you're just posting stuff for the sake of posting stuff and cuz everybody's doing it and like you just want to jump on a bandwagon like like you're you you're taking advantage of, you know, horrible tragedies to kind of polish your own online appearance to get clout yeah i think that's problematic but how do you discern between the two yeah there's no way i mean you could like you can always assume yeah i guess i mean there's definitely content on social media that has some substance to it yeah like this is what happened you know asian hate crimes are on the rise this is what happened last week and I can relate to this because, I don't know, last week I saw an Asian person getting bullied or something like that. Like, there's some substance to that. You know, wow, if you're just posting a, you know, black square or yellow square, like, that's literally not doing anything other than to make yourself feel better, I guess. Yeah, I think you can definitely see some of the uh, disingenuity of people in the media as well because, like, it wasn't just Trump, like, saying it was the China... Like, he was the only one being clumsy and ham-fisted about it and calling it Kung Flu and the China virus or whatever. But, like, even NBC, I remember... I don't know if it was a month or two ago, ran a story just, like, uncritically parroting, like, a anonymous CIA official who said that the virus might have been created in a Chinese lab. Like, no evidence was ever provided for that. Like, they didn't criticize... Or they didn't, like, critically think about it at all. They just said, like, oh, maybe it was created in a Chinese lab. Which I think we can all agree, it definitely was not created in a Chinese lab. I mean, yeah. no. And furthermore, 
It doesn't fucking matter. Like, New Zealand had, like, five cases off the bat, and they've gone into lockdown five times. I think- I don't know how many people have died there, but, like, our response was unacceptable. Like, we and we solely are the reason upwards of 100,000 people are dead. And even, like, respectable people in the press, too, like, spent, like, the last year, instead of critiquing the U.S. response to the pandemic, they were like, well, uh... The Chinese Communist Party should have been more honest and upfront about it, and if they had been, like, this could have been prevented. Which, like, there honestly probably is an argument to be made against the Chinese Communist Party, but, like, all you're... Oh, absolutely. All you're doing with that rhetoric is distracting yeah. attention away from the real problem and towards China, and people are too goldfish-brained to separate the Chinese Communist Party from Chinese people, just like they're too goldfish-brained to separate, uh... Al-Qaeda from Islam, yeah. or something like that. So, this is obviously what you're going to get when you keep saying shit like that. Yeah, it's like there's two separate things. Like, you... Dealing with, like, the actual... Like, pandemic is one thing and should be a priority. And then, after that is, like, fine, then maybe we can talk about why it happened. But, like Jillian said, who cares? Like, as long as it wasn't, like created like as a bioweapon or something who cares right even you know? if it was created as a bioweapon like it, seems it was really... a pretty bad bioweapon and we should have been able to it. <laughs> yeah like <laughs> damn yeah no we if it was a bioweapon honestly like i applaud the chinese like <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna have to cut that out death to america <laughs> so um no nah, i think we leave that in but <laughs> Uh, okay, so does does anyone else have anything to add? No. I don't think so. Not really. I do feel like, also, since we do have someone from Taiwan who, like, is East Asian on the podcast, I thought I'd ask you as long as you're okay with talking about it, James. Yeah, yeah. Like, have you ever experienced, like, discrimination or, like, microaggressions, shit like that on campus? I mean, probably I would say so. Like... I mean, stuff like that, you can't really, like, quantify, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. you can't ever prove, you know, somebody's rude to you just yeah. because of your race. You know, you can, like, surmise, yeah, that's probably why, but, like, you know, like, you can't ever, like, separate the race factor out and say, you know, this is why, like, I was treated this way. I mean, like, other than from, like, me, have people been racist to you? Oh, yeah, I was going to say you inviting him on this episode of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> No, I just, so, like, I, I don't know, do you have anything that you want to, like, that you want people to know right now, like, as an Asian person, or? Yeah, stay away from Nick Rawlings. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I looked at his phone the other day, it's just full of hentai, like, there's nothing else on his phone, so yeah, just steer clear of him. He's growing a mullet, too, which is really bad. Okay. <laughs> so, yeah, no, if uh, if I ever am not on the podcast, you guys know what happened. Um, any, anybody else got anything to add? What's our, what's our time at? Uh, we are at uh, 36 minutes. Oh, beautiful. Oh so we've, we've got well. some time. Um, so let, let's segue into our next topic. Yeah? What's next? So, we're just going to talk about uh, Ron Johnson, uh, because the only major, like, national newspaper that I have a subscription to is the Washington Post, so, like, that's where I got that article from before, and I also saw an op-ed when I found that um, regarding Ron Johnson's comments about the uh, January 6th Capitol riot. Um, I don't know if you guys know what he said. Ben will add the clip. I knew those are people that love this country, that uh, truly respect law enforcement, would never do anything to, to break a law. And so I wasn't concerned. Now, had the tables been turned, Joe, this could get me in trouble. Had the tables been turned and President Trump won the election, and those were tens of thousands of Black Lives Matter and Antifa protesters, I might have been a little concerned. Basically, what he said uh, amounts to... I was not concerned for my safety during those riots. 
because the people involved in those riots uh, love America and respect police officers. <clears throat> They're white. Um, I would have been concerned if the tables were turned and Trump had won and the rioters had been Antifa <clears throat> if they were black. Um, so, yeah, he got in a little bit of hot water for saying that because it's um, quite obviously very racist. So, yeah, that's that's, that's a, a Ron Johnson update. Johnson. That's a, That ties into the lore of this podcast because we have talked about Ron Johnson on both of our previous episodes. True. Um, yeah, Ron Johnson's kind of like Trump's ghost now that he's been on social media and no TV, no like major news channel wants to... You know, show what he has to say. So, like, Ron Johnson is I haven't heard from Trump in so long. It's beautiful. No, I miss him. <laughs> no, I seriously yeah, do. No, His posts were so good. He was good. entertaining. Sorry, yeah, continue, for the most James. Part. I interrupted you. No, I was, I was, I was done. I was it. Uh, it's like, what kind of mental gymnastics do you have to do to say, like, that... The, <laughs> the, the most simple thing. That the people... That the people who stormed the Capitol, like, respect, like, the law and police... Yeah, because two police officers died. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, oh, that's not where I thought you were going with that. Or was it just one police officer that died? But yeah, no. Uh, no. Ron Johnson, I don't think... Also, this was kind of the um, thesis of this Washington Post op-ed as well. Is like, Ron Johnson does not represent an anomaly in the Republican Party. This is just, that's just, like, how the right wing of this country, like, generally thinks. Like, they're just, they're racist. There's no way around it. No sugarcoating it. They're just, they don't like black people as much as they like white people. Pretty much. Yeah. So, yeah, that sucks. Uh, as does Ron Johnson. Um, Alright, so, another piece of news that's not really news anymore. It's kind of old, actually, at this point. But we haven't recorded a podcast in two weeks, so um, it, it happened since our last recording. Is uh, anyone in the state of Wisconsin with a body mass index of 25 plus is now eligible to receive a COVID-19 vaccine? Um, which I think is kind of hilarious. Because, like, that's two-thirds of the state of Wisconsin or some shit like that. <laughs> yeah. I find it really actually hurtful. Why is that? Yeah, why? Because I don't have a BMI of 25, so I think they're actually actively discriminating against me. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, this is... Um, against skinny people. Yeah, this is reverse uh, skinny privilege. What's the word? Oh, reverse fat phobia. This is skinny not what phobia. Lizzo would have wanted. <laughs> Beautiful. This is not the image our founders had in mind. No, yeah, but I'm at a point right now where, like, if I was five pounds heavier than I am right now, I would be at a body mass index of, like, 25.1. So I've Time just, to drink some more sodas. Yes, I've just been, like, eating every opportunity I get as much as I can because I will have absolutely zero shame in going to get the vaccine. Like, people are saying, like, oh, I don't want to go get the vaccine and, like, cut in line or, like, take a vaccine from somebody else. Like, no, the entire point is that everyone gets it. And as soon as you get it, the better off you're going to be, the better off everyone else is going to be. So I, I honestly don't know why they don't just open it up to fucking everyone right now. Like, they they have enough vaccines. Like, they're... There's a surplus of vaccines. They're not using all the vaccines that they yeah, have right now. Um, so really, just open it up. Everybody needs to get a vaccine anyways. Let's just all get one, you know? You gain those five pounds, we'll go together, okay? All right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I honestly could probably, like, pack my pockets with sand or something, too. Just wear, like, like, really heavy shoes. Yeah, yeah. No, I think the I'm, ankle I'm close enough. And some nice sweatpants or i could like crouch over to make it seem like i'm a little bit shorter than i actually am huh? because the body mass index idea. takes into account your height and your oh height. fair enough yeah it also takes also in, really poorly yeah it also <laughs> takes into account a bunch of other things if you're like calculating it correctly and like taking into account that muscle weighs more than fat does but um it's also really interesting it's, it's really weird because like apparently that that uh, BMI of 25 is, like, the cutoff for being, like, just overweight. Like, and then, like, I don't know what the cutoff for being, like, obese is. 
I, I don't think they, like, categorize anything over 25, honestly. I think they do. They do? Okay. I think so. Um, I think it's, like, 30 or 35. Damn. But, but like, I mean, there's so many arguments against why BMI is dumb, or at oh, least oh, yeah, some. There's a reason why doctors don't pay attention to it. Yeah, there's a reason why this is the, like, cutoff for... The... Precisely because it's dumb. <laughs> yeah. It's like... It's like, oh yeah, Nick, if you gain five more pounds and you get the coronavirus, you're probably gonna die. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like... like... I feel Five fine. Five pounds later, Nicholas is more likely to die than right now, Nicholas. Yeah, I feel like... Coronavirus. I definitely <laughs> feel like if I were to gain five pounds, like, I would... You might be stronger. You might be more ready oh, to I, fight. No, I absolutely would be stronger. I know this because I've gained 15 pounds since the start of sophomore year. I'm just like, I don't lift weights as much anymore, which is probably part of the reason for that. But, like, when I do lift weights, I can lift more because I'm larger which kind of rocks <laughs> that also means you're more susceptible to covid so don't care but it also means you can get the vaccine so <laughs> yeah, <who cares>? yeah. <laughs> small price to pay for salvation i'm definitely going to tweet on the day i get vaccinated i'm just gonna tweet i'm fat enough to get the vaccine <laughs> Yeah, I wish that you guys could, like, see everyone who's talking right now, because, like, Ben is, like, he looks like a normal dude. Like, <laughs> to say that Ben is, like, absurdly overweight is just so silly. And, yeah, it just, BMI is very dumb. Let's talk about Trisha Paytas. Yes, yeah, speaking of, um, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> 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 yeah, I think she qualified she for the vaccine. <laughs> she better. We might have to edit that. Uh, that's kind of... That goes... Like, our male listeners will really like that, but that might lose us some of the female yeah, listeners. Yeah. No, I saw this clip uh, where she was talking to Ethan... And she was. I saw the same one yeah. about her boobs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and she, uh, she was like, "I probably weigh more than you." And she, he's like, "Yeah, because you've got, <laughs> you've got those tits." And she's like, "Oh, thank you." Yeah. <laughs> like, Ethan's a bigger dude. It's so, not like she's all about it. Yeah, no, Ethan's actually dropped some pounds though. Yeah, yeah, he, yeah, he, he has. has. He used to have a gorgeous fufa. Yeah. <laughs> Do I need to say let's talk about Trisha Paytas again, or was it? Soon enough after that you said, speaking of... No, it's fine, it's fine. Yeah, I don't know, I don't know this whole Trisha Paytas thing. I haven't All heard right. it yet. So. Yeah, Jillian will explain, because she's way more in tune with it than I am. Based on my internet research, as of last night, uh, David Dobrik is in some pretty hot water. I know that everybody really cares about YouTube drama, especially me. Um, it's really the truly important... Uh, configurement of this uh generation so david dobrik three years ago allegedly had seven minors over to his house to participate in seven minors is a miscategorization of what or mischaracterization excuse me of what happened seven minors under the age of 21 unable to purchase their own alcoholic beverages not minors they were invited over to David Dobrik's house to meet David Dobrik and uh, other members of the jo- the vlog squad, including Jason, who was Trisha's boyfriend at the time, and um, Dom, which is a fellow uh, squad member. So Dom does this bit where he ha- he's like a sex addict. So they made like a a joke, but it wasn't Sounds really familiar. a joke in the end that uh. There, he was gonna have a six sum with all of the girls that came, but then what it actually ended up happening was uh, one member ended up buying alcohol. A few of the girls uh, left. Uh, two of the girls ended up staying and actually uh, having sex with Dom, and one of them was allegedly unconscious. Uh, well, this was yeah. so she less had sex with Dom and more was uh, raped by Dom. Correct. Uh, okay. So anyway. This is all to say, recently, within the, the past week, two girls have come forward, the two involved, I think, in the incident, to report it finally, and uh, the Trisha Paytas uh, 
connection. Connection uh, is that she was asked for a statement. Uh, she was asked to give a statement about her her participation in it because she was dating Jason at the time. They had left, but uh, David Dobrik's lawyer said that her word was uh, was unusable in the case because she has a mental illness. Uh-oh. Ruh-roh. Wait, so why would Trisha Paytas be called to the stand anyways? Like, was she involved, like, beyond just, like, making a video about it? Or, like... She didn't make the video. It was made and produced by David Dobrik. So she... Other than affiliation with the people that made it, because she was currently dating one of David's best friends... I mean, I don't think she's completely, like, innocent. Like, I think she probably knows more than she lets on but uh wait was she there that night i don't know trish does many things but it doesn't seem like she's She's the type of person that would like cover up for rapists i would hope not never know yeah like we actually really it's not like we actually know who any of these people are really like yeah that's yeah that's the other thing that i think really uh is highlighted from this is that uh david dobrik is definitely uh uh, what is it? He's definitely painted as one of the nicest people on the internet. He's giving, like, multi-million dollar cars to other people, just doing just, like, random acts of kindness, but then on the down low, he's, like, participating in crimes against people our age. Yeah, no, that was, uh, I think that was people's first mistake, was that thinking that anyone with multiple millions of dollars to throw around could be anything other than a sociopath. Oh, perfect. Comes right back to income inequality. Yeah, the only way that you get that much money is just by not caring about other people. So, like, if if someone has that much money, you you can just assume that they're not nice. And you won't run into at least that problem anymore. So, this Dom character is the one that is actually being... Allegedly being accused of rape. Yes. But David... But was David was filming a vlog in the same building at the time during the time that it was happening and he was also like allegedly putting the camera into the room like oh, yeah. at varying points and he was like during the assault. yeah he was watching it right That's Wait, what and that video was on YouTube like I believe so I would have to double check that but I believe that, well, that there's would be a pretty clip damning. that he <laughs> yeah there's a clip that he deleted off of channel so is david saying like i don't know or is he saying no he didn't do it uh he's saying that he was not to blame for the incident wait david was not to or dom was not to blame david oh okay so people are of course like just uh blaming david dobrik because he's like the bigger name by it i mean he also like he actively participated yeah what he did was horrible but like i feel like the person to get I mad at is probably should... not David Dobrik. No, I think you should get mad at all of them. Yeah, true. Yeah, probably true. just stop watching all of it. Alright, fair enough. I don't I... think I've ever watched a David Dobrik Yeah, I, life, this so. is how I, I went on Twitter and searched David Dobrik last night after catching myself up on the news and really found myself relating with, uh, this is how I sleep at night, knowing I never watched a single one of David Dobrik's vlogs and it's just like somebody in a coffin, so... You know, like, I can assume that if you think watching one of your friends have sex with someone who's unconscious is funny, that, like, nothing you've ever produced in your life is actually funny. So, I'm gonna go out on a limb, even though I've never watched anything David Dobrik made, and say that, like, none of it is funny. Probably. Like I said, I have no idea, so... (laughs) Uh, Maybe, yeah, I don't know. He... It seems like he has a bad sense of humor if he finds that funny, but uh, I don't know. But Trisha did, like, say, yes, it happened? Like, what, like, I know Trisha you said... doesn't know. She just uh, well, was asked to comment on the situation, and she... But she never did? No, she did. The... She she said, yes, they bought alcohol for the minors. Yes, the minors were all drunk when I exited. Okay, and so yes, she was And yes, he there. did post this video later. And then it was discounted because she's mentally ill. Gotcha. Gotcha. Did, did the uh, attorney 
I guess they don't really have to specify in a court of law, like, what mental illness... They, like, is I don't that... even know that there's a lawsuit in progress right now. Their lawyers were just taking... David's lawyers were just mm. taking comments. Interesting. Yeah, I don't know. If, if, if there was a lawsuit, what would be, like, the charge for people, like, that helped, I guess, like, the accomplices, like, to the event, like, buying alcohol for the minors or like well, taking that's videos crime like on all... its own yeah but like is, is there a greater charge because of that's what it question. led to I mean I'm not sure because like, like be. especially in like the United States criminal justice system like you can get charges dropped on you even though you like obviously did those things so who knows what anybody actually ends up getting charged with right yeah yeah I wish Jillian I assume that everyone involved is white so yeah they have that going David Dobrik's next video i i buy two women million dollars sports cars from my from my from my settlement out of court and that's the end of this week's podcast uh, no yeah does anyone else have anything to add i do not Ladies and gentlemen, that is the end of this week's podcast. Uh, please check out the Daily Cardinal website. Uh, there will be some very, very cool stories with the Action Project about income inequality. You should definitely read up on it. It's really important. Definitely check out the Almanac section. We're going to write some really funny shit. Uh, yeah, I'm going to roast Elon Musk, so I'm looking forward to that. If you have any uh, questions, inquiries, suggestions for future podcasts... Reach out to our Daily Cardinal emails. Mine is Jillian.Rawling at DailyCardinal.com. Yes, also, I am going to create a Twitter account for the podcast as soon as it is convenient for me to do so, so that uh, our listeners can maybe participate, give us ideas for things to talk about, um, give them another outlet to uh, swoon over Jake Anderson and how much they love him and how awful it would be if someone were to replace him. Um no, and uh, yeah, just to uh, bounce off of that, um, if you do uh, want to yell at us, make sure to email me, nickrawling at yahoo.com. Um, or if you want to write for the Daily Cardinal, that same email works fine. So, yeah, we're, we're out unless James or Ben have anything to add. Well, I would like to make sure we say thank you again to James Ma here, yeah, our wonderful point. roommate, for, for uh, filling in for Jake's... Uh, tired tired mind and soul and yes. body yeah yeah for sure thanks for having me peace